Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 920. Total Information AM continues. I'm Debbie Monterey along with Tom Ackerman and a new study from the National Bureau of Economic Research looked into the correlation between suicide rates and whether students were in school or out of school during the COVID-19 pandemic. The results were surprising, showing that in-person schooling is a contributor to teen suicide. Joining us now on the Quiver River guest line, Ben Hansen, a research associate in the Department of Economics at the University of Oregon, one of the authors of the new study. Ben, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. What did your research find and why are the rates so different? Well, the first thing that we found was that there is this well-documented historical pattern that during summer months, teens generally suicide rates plummet by about 23%. And you find that historically year over year um, going back from 1980 to today. Um, And keep in mind, this is present just for 12 to 18 year olds, but for 19 to 25 year olds, there's no decrease at all. And then um, we also found that there is differences based upon when the schools start their school year during the pre-COVID era. So if schools started at the beginning of August, suicides went up in August. If schools started at the beginning of September, that's when suicides increased. And then we found when schools finally shut down during COVID, uh, there was actually a 30% drop in teen suicide and no change for for adults that are aged 19 to 25. And then as schools reopened in the fall of 2020, we saw that suicide rates, again, elevated for, um, for teens, but remained effectively the same for young adults. So these results are a little surprising, I think, to a lot of us because we heard so much during the pandemic about how detrimental it was on the mental health of young people. But what your research shows is that the suicide rate actually decreased while kids were probably at home doing virtual learning. Yes, um, and there's a couple of different contributing factors. One, there was also a lot of parents at home, so there were some potential changes in the amount of parental exposure that they had and the the level of parental monitoring that they had. Um, Another change that they could have is reductions in bullying victimization. And so some other researchers also found that during the COVID area, um, that searches related to bullying, so things like my child is being bullied or just bullying or cyberbullying, those things generally uh, follow the same sort of seasonal pattern that youth suicide does. And then when school shut down in COVID, there was a plummet in those searches related to bullying victimization. Um, we don't have any real-time data on bullying, but that suggests that one of the, some of these key stressors that kids might have felt in school uh, decreased when they were home. And I'd like to know that this is just picking up one aspect of of mental health for for an important subpopulation, the kids that are most at risk. Uh, It's entirely possible that the average kid uh, was actually much worse off with school shutting down and that there's some other research that does support support that, that the average kid was seeing increases in their mental 
distress and increases in their, their rates of depression. But then for the subpopulation that was most at risk, that there was actually improvements in their mental health. It certainly is interesting regardless. And I think something that perhaps parents, teachers, administrators, everybody together must pay attention to, what would be, as we advance this forward, any recommendations for those, especially let's start with in school. What should they be paying close attention to, do you think? Um, I, I think for, for teachers, for administrators, I, I would take things like bullying and I would take school culture very seriously. You know, and then there's a wide range of different anti-bullying statutes at this point that have been implemented across states. But I'd say even within individual schools, you know, take take the the actions that you can take seriously when it comes to to both educating kids and and looking for kids that that look like they could like they could be struggling with their mental health. And, and I, oh, sorry. Uh, go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. I just wanted to to go back to something a point that you had made earlier. The difference between kids who were at home during the pandemic, they may have been isolated or lonely or having some kind of mental stress doesn't necessarily uh, correlate to suicide rates. Those can be two completely separate things. Yes. And there is some evidence, though, that during in some regions, uh, at least in the country, that there were increases in teen suicide ideation and there were increases in suicide attempt rates in some parts of the country as, as teens are isolated. But th- these appear to be very different than the types of attempts that actually end up uh, resulting in in teen suicides, at least historically, and so it's kind of it's like the average kid is worse off and more isolated and more depressed. But then the kids that were going to school and were already isolated and were already depressed, they actually saw some relief from being at home. Ben, I want to go back to something that you said about teachers and administrators and having their eyes open uh, signs that a student may be struggling. Can we talk about those? What what could those signs be? Um, so I, I would say changes in behavior, right? I mean, they, they see these kids day in, day out, look, look for changes in their activity. Um, more so than ever, that we can, some of the signs might be different than in the past. So um, extreme attention to, to social media and things like that, those have been associated with increased suicide ideation um, in recent years. Uh, ben, is this a study that you have done year after year and you were just updating it for the pandemic or what was the impetus to to looking at these numbers? Yeah, so I had originally done a, a study similar to this in 2011 with, with Matthew Lang and we had found the same consistent pattern uh, that year over year, teen suicide declined in summer months while young adult suicides uh, remain the same. And then we investigated all over the country to see, okay, is this just in one region? Is this just due to, you know, seasonal effectiveness disorder, whatever you wanted to call it. And we found that this was a a consistent pattern that you find uh, essentially everywhere. And so my own hypothesis, you know, as we went into the pandemic, I know a lot of people were talking about how this was going to affect kids. And I was like, look, I I think actually we're going to see total suicides go down based upon what I had seen in the past. And it turned out when we actually looked at the data, that's exactly what happened. Ben, our listeners would probably be interested to know how they can read your study. Uh, How can they, how can they do that? 
Yeah, so um, there's a working paper available through the National Bureau of Economic Research. So they, they put it up on their website, and so they are welcome to, to go and download it. Uh, we'll be also sharing versions to, uh, to my website and to my co-authors, Joseph Sabia and Jessamine Schaller. All right. Well, we thank you for the information. It's certainly very interesting. Ben Hansen is a research associate and study author here at the University of Oregon. Have a happy new year and thanks for joining us. Yeah, same to you. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.